should always approach a rookie season with a lot of effervescent energy. I think you get one chance to have a rookie season, yeah? yeah? So you get one chance to have that story. So you get one chance to make this first impression. Now, the interesting thing about the rookie season is if you just coast through it, it means nothing. It's not really that useful at all. If you go for it, either one of two things are going to happen. You're going to have an amazing season, in which case you announce yourself to the whole league. You either piss people off or make them better because they see you and they improve. Um, either way, it's good for you, right? Or, and that's the same for industry, that's the same for in business, or you're going you're gonna to come in and you're going to overshoot and then people are going to be like, you know, good try, young buck. Um, rub you on the head and probably still vouch for you and cheer you on anyway. I feel like we're sort of more the latter than the than the primary and I would have backed us the first six months to have been storming it. We hit this point where we slowed down a little bit. If you push yourself too hard, you're at risk of injury. I think in business, if you push yourself too hard, you're, you're at risk of undoing all the great work you've done. Yo, Ryan Hartley here, host of the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. Welcome to the interview sessions where I put my curious questions to inspiring people. I have one goal in mind for our time spent together, to leave you better than you were when you pushed play in your heart and in your mind in some way. These interview sessions are brought to you by our great friends at Web Creation. Head to webcreationgroup.com for stunning websites at sensible prices this podcast is an extension of the always better than yesterday community we originated on facebook come and join us if you are not already part of our worldwide community we are always better than yesterday a community where you can come as you are and hopefully leave a little bit better today on episode 136 i am joined i am rejoined by my great friend, Tommy Gentleman. Tommy joined uh, a little over two years ago. We had a great conversation then, but so much has changed since then. We have both grown, we have uh, advanced our friendship, and there have been some really cool things that have happened along the way, which we talk about, including Tommy's TEDx talk on legacy, the time is ticking. Um, we also talk about how he uh, has set up his new company, Tide 55, during the middle of a pandemic and, and uh, what it's like to set up a, a company during the pandemic and to lead through your rookie season. It's a great conversation. I've been really grateful to have Tommy in my corner. The video production of this podcast, if you've ever checked us out on YouTube or Instagram or on Facebook, the video production is done by Tommy's team at Tide55. Highly recommend his team and his services. They uh, do great things with my content, so highly recommend you go check that out. But that's enough from me. Here we go. Episode 136 with Tommy Gentleman. Tommy G, back on the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. How are you, mate? I'm great. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me. Always, always a pleasure. You were on episode 40 back in 2019. Oh. We've met several times since then. We've collaborated a couple of times, but this, this is my comfort zone. You know, we, we've tried to do a couple of things alongside each other, but this is where I'm most comfortable, putting the spotlight, asking my curious questions. 
so I'd love just to let's just fill the time gap to start with before we go into today. Let's just fill the time gap. So we kind of caught up 2019, end of 2019. You signed your book for me, back yourself. And in that you wrote 2020 is going to be your year, which spoiler alert, it, it was an amazing <laughs> year, but we, we were never to predict what was going to go on. But let, let's touch on the TEDx talk. You, you've you've cool. done your TEDx talk. Man, it was incredible. I was honoured to be able to see it and witness it in person. Take us back to the TEDx talk. Um, firstly, thanks for coming to the TEDx talk because you were the only person that came uh, that I knew. You know, obviously there was people there. It wasn't just you, um, but you were the only person that kind of came along. We didn't really know each other that well. And yeah. sure, it would have been great for you to come along anyway, you know, and being interested yeah. in what you're doing and speaking yourself, you know. But um it was nice. You didn't have to, you, you know, you did reach out to me and say, I'd like to come along. So thanks. And I've said that before, but it's important for the listener to know. Yeah. Um, so look, I didn't know at the time, but that was the closure that mm. basically closed a 10 year story. And that part of life that had kind of been everything for the last two years mm. um, to get to that point because then it did, it did pretty much change after that in terms of what I pour my energy into. Some people like to call that work. I call it what I pour my energy into. Um, so it, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And it was thanks to you because you said, you said to me just before I went on, you said, look, you said at the end, just enjoy the end, like just stand there. And I can remember it was a really powerful moment because I, I can see it now almost like a movie it was you know because you're on the stage you got the lights in your face you can't really see people you can only see just like two or three feet in front of you and it's just this red dot you know it almost feels like a little cage you're not that out of this red dot on the floor and I just remember looking at the floor you know because I'd finished I'd look, look, looking down and then remembering what you said to me enjoy the last few seconds mm. to really take it in and in that moment, I, you know, people clapping and I think if I see some silhouettes of people standing up, like yeah. the, the standing ovation is not happening. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like that's cool. You don't expect it. You don't necessarily expect it or want it, but yeah, it's pretty damn cool. Mm. It's pretty cool. Like standing ovation starts happening. And then I remember just thinking to myself, we did it. Mm. And that really caught me off guard because the we was referenced to, to, to me and my brother. You know, mm. my, my TEDx talk was heavily around the, the lessons learned around, you know, him passing away suddenly and what happened next, you know, in, in the story and then being able to relay that on in a, in a powerful message about legacy. And so the, the we did it. I don't, I don't know if I would have given myself the space to let that happen if you hadn't have said to me, hey, buddy, make sure you enjoy the sure. last few seconds. Mm. You know, so it was a special moment. And I'm glad we got to uh, share it together. Yeah, that's powerful, man. It was, um, it was so good. You, you're a headline act, and um, yeah, it was just, just so good. And uh, yeah, the reason I gave you that advice—is it advice? I don't, not necessarily advice. It was more of a plea to you because I wanted you to enjoy that moment. Because too often, people are like, "Yep, yeah, that's it. I'm off." You know, and the instinct is to walk, and it was just like, just soak it in, man. I'm, I'm really uh... in life, in life in general. Yeah. In life in general, just letting letting things slip past. Yeah. How often have you woken up and you know gone? Oh man, that, that happened yesterday. I, I was building that up for months and it's just gone. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like, but mm -hmm. you sometimes miss it. In in it's hard to it's hard to 
dance with the moment is difficult to do that it's a it's a constant process i think and sometimes a reminder is helpful just to be able to stop and and experience those two three seconds which can feel much longer um which is very important but also there's a there's a there's a you might have had this before with with interviewing certain guests and stuff like there's a performance element to it so like you get am I, am, is my signal okay you still can you still hear yeah, me can, yeah it's all good mate Okay. Um, yeah, there's a there's a there's a there's a performance element to it as well. It's like almost like pre-match nerves, mm. you know, like you're thinking about it, you're building it up, you're coming in and out, you're seeing other people do it, you're, you're fidgety. I was so fidgety, and then if you're not careful, you can write the story in your head that the performance is over now, that the, the the job's done, the, um, the 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 game is finished, the final whistle is blown, and it's like cool next, mm. and you miss it. Mm. Yeah, and, and there's it's too much of a tendency. For, uh, you know, a lot of people when when people are asked, I wonder whether you got this is what next. You know, the the, the natural. Always. I mean, people are kind and curious, but the the question is always, oh, what next? What next? Yeah. And who's our next you, guest? Yeah, hundred percent. You just got to enjoy the enjoy the now. And uh, you said something a minute ago that I'd, I'd like to segue into nicely, which was about it's still about the dance. Talk to me about the significance of the last dance. Yeah, it's just caught me, to be honest. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how uh, people will take this, but today, so, so yesterday, I finished the book 11 Rings. And it's written by Phil Jackson, who was the coach of the uh, Chicago Bulls in the, the Jordan era. And he's in The Last Dance. Have you seen the documentary? I'm surrounded by, I, I'm, I genuinely think him and I are soul brothers. I, I'm surrounded by reminders. I'm, I'm looking at this here and I'm getting, you know, teared up about this because. Yeah, yeah. So you're holding is, up a, uh, a Michael Jordan, what are they called? Pop. Funko Pop. Yeah, yeah. Now this guy's wearing the jersey from the 1996 All-Star game, which is his comeback year when he was, he just come back from two years off as yep. he went to go and play baseball. He didn't want to play anymore. His dad got murdered. His dad mm. got shot. Um, you know, and, and, and then you look behind me here, we've got this Type 55 cushion. Mm. And it's in the same colours as the 1996 All-Star mm. jersey. And that's on purpose because the Last Dance documentary got me off my ass and got me thinking about what I want to mm. do with my life. It sounds drastic, but sure. the lockdown had just hit. I mean, the first lockdown had hit. The gym business was dying. It was problematic. Um, stressful and I've been given a little bit of breathing space to be able to just wait and see and and in that space um, I was looking for ideas I don't think it was I think I was just null you know just mm. it was null it was just nothing and then uh, I get to bed and I think okay let's let's watch this last dance you know I'm a big fan of of the 90s basketball scene and always have been and oh, let's watch this last dance and I pause, I pause it. Okay, I think this is really good. I, I pause it. And I remember it, like yesterday, it was April 24th, which is significant as well, although it seems it isn't. April 24th, but I pause the TV and I look at my phone and the time is 23.23. <laughs> and I look at the TV and Michael Jordan has taken a shot and it's the shot that he took in his college finals 
um, North Carolina. He's taking a jump shot. It's a buzzer. It's a, it's a buzzer shot. And he's wearing obviously the Jersey number 23. Okay. The guy guarding him is wearing 32. It's 23, 23. I take a screenshot of my phone and I take a picture of the TV and I post it on my Instagram stories. And I get a message pretty much straight back from a guy called Ryan Hartley. <laughs> yeah, and he says, what do you think this means? And it was the first time that I'd kind of let myself, because I'd, I've got to, I'd had got to where I am in, in life at that stage, which was only what, maybe a year and a bit ago, through listening to the messages around me and following the omens and the messages and the, the vibrations that mm-hmm. the universe had presented me you call it that as well and uh your question what does this mean made me think it means i have to watch this very closely (laughs) okay now i got the inspiration from the last dance to build this this company tie 55 Mm. which is why i had to get the the logo designed in the in the 96 all-star jersey the the comeback all-star game from from michael jordan he got mvp in that game yeah although arguably it could have gone to shaquille o'neal because he played really well yeah um but he, it, it gave me that inspiration that I needed to do something else now. I needed my comeback season. I needed my, I'd had my time off and I'd got to a certain point where it needed to change. What I pour my energy into needed to mm. change. And, you know, me being on your show today has happened pretty quickly. You reached out, said to me, how about I get on next week? Because I'd started doing my own again. I hadn't done mm-hmm. any podcast episodes for three months. I think that caught your attention. This guy came onto my desk three days ago. Like he, he literally, I've had him for six months, but he's only mm. just come out of his box. I finished mm. the book 11 Rings yesterday. I watched The Last Dance again the other month. I watched it almost like an anniversary celebration. And, and I'm just deeply connected to that. I don't know what it is. It's difficult to explain. I'm just deeply connected to it. But when I look under the hood a little bit closer, it's Phil Jackson. It's Phil Jackson. It's because I've got this, this Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. jersey on the wall here as well. You talk about legacy, you know, and this, the, the situation, him getting t- you know, taken from us so, so, so ter- terribly and yeah. drastically. Yet he was coached by Phil Jackson. Yeah. Phil Jackson was his coach. Phil Jackson coached the Bulls and Jordan. They won six, six championship rings. Then he took, a, a, he took like a gear off and the Lakers came knocking. Mm. He took over the team. He won three in a row with the Lakers, a very disruptive Lakers team. Then they had some time where they didn't, and then he won two more. And Kobe was his was his guy, you know, in that in that journey. And it's not Jordan, it's not Kobe, it's Phil Jackson that I'm connected to the most. And Phil Jackson is big into Zen. Mm-hmm. He's big into mindfulness. He got the he got the basketball team uh, meditating. That was part of their practice. Mm. He would get them to meditate so that everything would become much easier and slower on the court. And when you listen to Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant on YouTube videos, they talk so eloquently about mindfulness Mm -hmm. and how they're in the moment. If you listen to Michael Jordan's victory speeches closely, go back and do it again. If you have, if you're listening to this and you've you've seen it, go and listen to it again. You know, listen to them at Grant Park where they're parading the the sixth championship. Listen to what he says. He talks about being in the moment. Mm. He talks about that. And that comes from Phil Jackson. Mm. Mm, I love that, mate. And um, 
omens and the messages are always there i listened to your podcast the one that you put out and in it you talked about um keeping your head down being a practitioner not being out there and talking about it but just getting on and doing it and it and it, and it and it brought up this phrase that i'm surprised you didn't use which was less impressed more involved yeah talk to me about less impressed more involved well less impressed more involved was the quote from our uh, our guy matthew mcconaughey mm-hmm. uh your guy well there's a story also i I love my story i love how it came about for me but what makes me smile as well is there's a story your side and i'd just love for you to share that okay yeah so it's good it's um um less impressed more involved was the one big line that i took from his book Mm. green lights and i just thought you know that is it like don't be about the 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 lights and the the external be be more about the internal being involved and I shared it with my guys here I shared it with the team I said look less impressed more involved and everyone sort of eyes lit up hearing it and thought yeah that makes a lot of sense and I think like at that time there was a lot of change going on mm-hmm. I was going from having two big industrial units that I'd had for nearly 10 years running a gym to completely shutting down one of them moving everything under one roof very stressful very emotional a lot of history there, lots, yeah. a lot of ghosts in there, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was tough. But that was one of the things that kept me going. Now, this is one time where I think I just read, or I was listening to actually, uh, the audiobook. And uh, I got into my car and I turned the, I, I just pressed like the button to put your iPhone music on. And a song came on. It was like quite a relevant song. It was a song that I was using at the Super Self Summit events, mm-hmm. which of course was a sort of, bit of the past work kicking in there and we talked about that a lot in episode 40 you and I Mm -hmm. and um then I get driving and I'm like oh that's cool you know maybe I'm doing the right thing here maybe this is the right thing to do I'm driving along then I see this van pull out in front of me and it's Tom's gardening right (laughs) it's Tom Tom's gardening getting rid of roots and making your garden beautiful Uh, okay sorry getting getting rid of weeds and making your garden beautiful and I was like that's interesting because I kind of need to get rid of some weeds too um (laughs) And then I get to the traffic lights. Of course, they turn green. Yep. Okay, so I All go, right. okay, cool. So, yeah, exactly. So, then I, I go in, I'm getting a Costa. So, I go to drive through, right? And I, I, shit, you know what I mean? I, I come around the corner and there's this car. And on the side, it's, the, it's a driving school and it's called Green Lights. <laughs> and this car is just sat there looking at my face, going, yeah, yeah buddy, you're in the right place. Like, green lights. And I was like, I can't, I can't let this go. So I got my car and I said, I'm really sorry. I said, I need to take a photo of your car if that's all right. <laughs> and the lady came out, she gave me a business card. I've still got it in my wallet as a nice little reminder that yeah. I've heard you talk about this before about the miracles. Mm. The miracles, like miracles happen. Yeah. It's whether we notice them or not. It's whether we choose to notice them or not. And I think that the miracles are in the ordinary and mm-hmm. it's those ordinary mm-hmm. moments, but being attuned to them, Mm-hmm. noticing them and allowing them to to, to penetrate your awareness is yeah. the is, is the key and that day just kind of made me think yeah and it's all connected like there's stuff blows my mind like you and i and the things all seem to happen at the right time you know funny isn't it because uh, i'm not sure in terms of where that was in timing but i remember you and i had a, had a conversation i had some world-class guests 
around about January time, back to back, the likes of um, John Gordon and his wife, Catherine, and um, Dr. Gary Chapman, author of Five Love Languages. And I think we just had a moment of going, not not the who next as in who we're we pursuing, but like who's at the top of the list? Like who is, and I remember saying to you, Matthew McConaughey, and you were like, it'll happen. Yes, I remember. <laughs> it was on the phone. Yeah. It'll happen. It'll happen. And then, and then, I just remember messaging you at that time. And I was like, I don't want to tell him just in case I get my little boy hopes up. I was like, Tommy, <laughs> you never guess what. And, uh, you know, you were really cool. You were really good to kind of speak to, you know, you, you, you've got your kind of coaching background and you were just, that were almost like my coaching year just to say, you're good, whether this happens or not, we're all good. Right. It's all good. Keep calm. And uh, yeah, like making that happen. And I just loved that. And you, you know, like when you said like, we did it like, in reference to your brother i i in doing that as well i i felt like in in bringing that like you guys have been editing my podcast um for six seven months now and i was like yeah man i'm like this isn't just going to help me this is going to help the uh, the tie team as well get them some awesome content and and i love like the way that matt like shout out to matt like i love the way that he yeah. just threw himself into that content and and helping the launch of that episode was um you know, much down to him and, and, and helping create that, that video content, which was awesome. Yeah, well, he sat over there. You know, big shout out to Matt. He's going to start smiling now. There he is. Why is he? <laughs> because, um, you know, it's funny. He'd only been with us for a couple of months, yeah. And at the time, because we were in the old, old, uh, old unit, we hadn't got our office yet. He was sort of that, in a room sort of on his own. And um, yeah. he shared with me that sort of one lunchtime, he, he was, he'd watch uh, some of his sort of favorite videos, you know, on, on YouTube or whatever. <laughs> and one of them was the scene with, uh, with Matthew McConaughey in The Wolf of Wall Street, where he's like, you know, banging his chest. Uh-huh. And uh, when I said, uh, <laughs> when I said, oh, Matt, you, you're never going to believe this. We, we're going to be editing a video. And he was like, oh, yeah, cool, Matthew McConaughey. I'm losing you, buddy. You mean the guy in Wolf of Wolf that you've been watching on these uh, these videos and that? So, yeah, it was cool. Hear that? There we go. I think we're back in the room yeah. at the same time. <laughs> say it again for effect. I'll say it again for effect. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'll just say. That. I mean, it's we're in good editing hands, so we should be okay for the edit. I mean, he's. He's pretty good at noticing these things. So, so it's funny because Matt was watching these videos like in his lunch break. And one of the videos that he would watch would be the scene from Wolf of Wall Street where Matthew McConaughey is banging his chest. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, when, when we sort of told him, hey, Matt, I've got some good news. Ryan's got a guest coming on. He's pretty yeah. big, Matthew McConaughey. He was like, oh, right, yeah, cool. It didn't click straight away that <laughs> he's the guy from that scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, as soon as it was, uh, as soon as that was clear, it was like, yeah, a massive opportunity for him to get involved on the edits, and it just felt great to be involved, to be cheering you on, and thanks, man. And just, sort of, just you know, from a personal point of view, it was like, it's like that's just you know, go Ryan, you know. <laughs> um, it was great to be involved, and we we're really proud. I was really proud just seeing the interview happen. I thought mm-hmm. you handled yourself amazingly well, and thanks, mate. The guy had a great time. That was the yeah. key thing I took from it is that he really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. 
he definitely didn't half-ass it. But anyway, back to to you. And uh, uh, before we stray too far away from the kind of basketball theme, one of the things that you talked about in your your recent episode on your podcast was um, about the rookie season, and in fact, that you're coming to the end of your rookie season. What are some of the things that you've you're you're taking away from your rookie season? I think you should always approach your rookie season with a lot of effervescent energy. I think you get one chance to have a rookie season. Yeah. yeah. So you get one chance to have that story. Now in collecting, you know, I collect like cards as well and figurines as you know, the rookie season is the most valuable one. So if you can get their first season, it's mm. the one that holds the most value because it's the first one that was ever done. So you get one chance to make this first impression. Now, the interesting thing about the rookie season is if you just coast through it, it means nothing. It's not really that useful at all. If you go for it, either one of two things are going to happen. You're going to have an amazing season, in which case you announce yourself to the whole league. You either piss people off or make them better because they see mm-hmm. you and they improve. Um, either way, it's good for you, right? Mm-hmm. Or, and that's the same for industry, that's the same for in business, mm-hmm. or you're going you're gonna to come in and you're going to overshoot and then people are going to be like, you know, good try, young buck, um, rub you on the head and probably still vouch for you and cheer you on anyway. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're sort of more the latter than the, than the primary and I would have backed us the first six months to have been storming it mm-hmm. we're going to have we're going to blow this out of the water like people are going to be like who are these people but actually I think we, we hit this point where we slow down a little bit and just reel it in a bit and just sort of get secure again because things can change so quickly and I guess mm-hmm. it's similar to sport if you push yourself too hard you're at risk of injury mm-hmm. I think in business if you push yourself too hard you're, you're at risk of undoing all the great work you've done yeah and I think that hit, we hit that, that point. So looking back on the rookie season, shit, sure was exciting. <laughs> sure was uh, sure was good, but that's because we brought the energy and the and, and every because every day counts because you've got this one chance. No one gives a shit about season two, season three. Like there's no word for that. There's no <laughs> post rookie season. No one cares. <laughs> that's just your career. That's just yeah. your career at that point. Yeah. So the rookie season is it's really important to me. It was really important to me, and mm-hmm. we, you know we can really hold our heads up high that that we've done the best we could and challenges have happened. But I think that energy that we brought partnered with the fact that the pandemic speeds. If you want to go fast, you can right now. Mm. It's like the pandemic's like ice. If you want to run, you'll slide, you'll keep going. Things Mm. happen real quick. And um, that's why it's super, super fast lane, you know, real fast. And sometimes you get, you get um, problems with that and you have to fix those problems. Yeah. And, um, uh, I'm, I'm interested in, in, in the kind of um, behind the scenes of building a team, building a culture. I know that you've uh, had to let one or two come and go along with like, like what, what? And then I want to take this into a conversation about energy. Cause you know, I think you're a guy that, that leads himself that leads with his energy first. So I'd love to just talk about your team first. Like how, how have you found building, leading, a team and, and the cool culture that you're well, not cool on it. You, you know what I mean? Intentional culture. Light. We got a neon sign now. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're really cool. Um, yeah. yeah. Like I, I guess you can't get wound up in the story of how things should be. Sure. Okay. So for example, if somebody comes into the business for three months, you can't get wound up about it should have been longer. We should have done better. It should have been different. It is what it is. Yeah. And it could be way worse unless you deal with it. You've got to deal with it. And actually, when you deal with it, you do everybody a favor. Mm. Mm. And it's not easy. And, and actually, 
that's been one of the hardest things is you know having a great guy that really cared and and was really positive but i have to say to him really sorry but there's there's just no job for you here you know mm -hmm. things have changed the the role that you have is no longer necessary that's hard mm. and of course i sit here and say it's hard oh, it's hard for me to say it's harder to take mm -hmm. right but the, the the situation again like i've got more than one person i have to think about here if i don't do this then eventually everyone's gonna have to go because mm -hmm. there's not going to be a company anymore and that's the nature of these decisions that you have to make and i didn't know this you know because i was dealing with people's commitment levels on a one hour a week basis or five hours a week basis you know part-time shifts i have i have two or three full-time gym instructors but this is completely different the this is our you know we're here it's serious we are a company with big aspirations big goals but I have to be the person that steers us in the right direction. And if I feel like we're not going to have the legs to make it to the next checkpoint, I have to deal with that. Mm. Otherwise I let everyone down. Right. So, you know, consequently in this particular situation, everybody's great and it's worked out great for everyone. Yeah. Um, because it's allowed us as a company, I'll bring it back to the company because I wouldn't want to say anything out of line, but bring it back to the company. The company's in a great position because we are doing what we're good at and mm. we're doing what we're getting work for people are coming to us for a certain type of work yeah and what was happening before was we're not giving that the respect it deserves because we're also trying to fill another pot mm -hmm. you know for the sake of trying to make something work when really it wasn't what was right in front of us and what's right in front mm. of you really really matters so uh yeah it was, that was hard that was that was testing but feels good to be out the other side of that and obviously as i said everybody's good for it mm. Let me make space for you to just explain Tie 55, kind of what, what great work do you do? Yeah, thanks. So as you mentioned, we do your videos. So video editing is a part of what we do. Uh, but we essentially work with companies to help them with their digital marketing, mm -hmm. presence, conversion, and building uh, assets for them to grow their business. A lot of the time we do done-for-you stuff so that people, they don't have to do it themselves. Mm -hmm. So that saves them time and valuable energy. But we also uh, very strongly lead with the message that what we do helps them to bring in more revenue. So we'll do things like their SEO, we'll handle areas of their e-commerce, their email marketing, we'll handle their social media marketing, their paid ads. Uh, we'll even build websites when and how we see fit. Yeah. Um, so we, we could do a lot of different things, but for yourself, we obviously do videos and we've been quite precious about who we work with in terms of um, yeah. content creators. Um, because some people get it, some people don't. Mm. You obviously get it, and we like working with you, which is what we do. <laughs> um, but uh, we, you know, if anyone is watching this or listening to this, and they think they they want to level that up, we have got room for one or two more of that type of work. So um, do get in touch. There's a little shameless plug there. But yeah, mm. so we, we we do a lot of different things. We're based in Andover, and we're nearly a year old. Amazing. I remember um, having a conversation with you about October last year. I was, I was wanting to put out a series with Jonathan Darling, just, you know, mini series, um, just to, you know, it was a bit hard work for me, really, just, just to enjoy doing something with a good friend and, and putting it out and having it look good. And almost as a gift to him as well, to be able to have the content for him to use should he need to. I remember you taking me through the conversation. Okay, what are your outcomes? What do you want to get? You know, you were, you were very yeah. kind of like 
it, it wasn't just about, yeah, just take my money and, and do the nice videos. It was like, how can you maximize the impact of this? And, and, and you were talking, you know, strategic, you were talking numbers. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, so I, man, I know how much you, um, you care about getting people results. Yeah. We don't take it for granted. Mm. We don't take it for granted because unfortunately it goes back to the whole rookie philosophy, right? I'll say it again, you either piss people off or make them better. <laughs> so we come into the industry and we're like, right, we're going to care more than everybody else. So mm. there's a lot of agencies out there that are getting lazy mm. and they're getting complacent because they've had it good and they, they think they always will. Mm-hmm. And so they wouldn't ask those questions or wouldn't care that much. They'd just be like, yeah, cool. They would, although they wouldn't do it in maliciously, they would take your yeah. money and be like, yeah, cool. Here's your videos, buddy. It happens a lot with websites, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but we didn't want to be like that. So what, what we do is we say to everybody else, so oh, we, we, we care about this stuff. So that means you've either going to have to start caring more <laughs> as well, or, or they're going to come to us, mm-hmm. right? Or you're going to get pissed off and you're going to find that this isn't what you want to do in life. In which case that's good too. Mm-hmm. um move, move out the way you know yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> for go. sure um yeah so like it's important to us that we can be tangible because there's also an area of this where it can be easy to do it mm. in some people's eyes so we want to manage that expectation to know that you know there's a reason why we do certain things mm. love that you said the words a minute ago evervescent energy and that's not as simple as taking your brockers every day how how have you um been managing your own energy you know you you've got a wife you've got two young children you run this new business which is like skating on ice like how have you managed your own energy over the last year pretty poorly (laughs) (laughs) pretty pretty poorly to be fair but i've done what i've had to do to to keep everything in a good place yeah I say that because that's the truth. Yeah, I've got yeah. nothing that I can say that I get up at five and I meditate. I don't. Um, I've been doing a good job of doing it badly. Yeah. Okay. But I know that. And so actually, consequently, or coincidentally, over the last uh, month, I took some time off, went to Devon with the mm. family, didn't, didn't realize how much I needed it. And guess what? I started reading 11 Rings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I finished yeah. 11 rings last night. Um, you, just, I say that you're saying, yeah, yeah. Cause you get it. I got pulled back into where I should be Yeah. in the space. Something was allowed to grow. Yes. I made the space. Then I got pulled back in again. Just, just like I have all, just like I do all the time. Mm. Just like we all do if we look close enough. So yeah, 11 rings finished last night, mate. And then the next book got picked up immediately. And I, as you said to Kelly last night, we were sat outside. It was a nice little, seated area and you know it's nice at the moment isn't it so sat out there and gone you know what? i'm going to keep reading because um i think it sets a good example to the kids like lincoln starts school in september as you have homework and stuff mm. and uh i thought if i don't pick up that next book it ain't gonna happen so i started reading it page page one yesterday um yeah we're in straight away and i know you do a lot of reading as well but that's one thing that i think allows do you know what it does most of all ryan it stops me doing other bullshit things <laughs> yeah. it does like, it's not like the reading is the thing it's like the reading stops yeah. the bullshit things yeah action instead of distraction that's it that's it yeah love that 
and it, and it's like a productive thing isn't it you know because sometimes it all it does is just spark something in your mind or in your heart or your mind and, and all of a sudden things are infinitely different i uh i i, I know that you as part of your um tied 55 tv blog you've um you've made a habit of making industry predictions and one of the things you say is never rule out facebook never rule out facebook why is that <laughs> because it's a beast um <laughs> facebook's more than just an app yeah you know it's a it's a construct that we live life by um it's governs whatsapp it governs instagram it governs other apps that we will be using in a year or two years time that we don't even know yet uh, because that's what will happen they will always be forefront there's a big advertising platform that's governed by them any adverts that you see on facebook or instagram is governed by them um i'm not i'm not sure can you hear me can you hear yeah me? yeah i can hear you but yeah um they um they're not going anywhere and i think we tend to like we've there's a philosophy culture practice however you want to call it that we sort of like the person at the top to kind of come down again after a certain amount of time, you know? And Big I think it's boots. easy to look at Facebook and be like, oh, yeah, fuck Facebook. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. And But they're clever enough to pivot in that way that if they want to redress themselves, change their logo pink, change the name, come out with a new app that's called Bookface, uh, they will do that, you know? They'll do whatever they need to do to stay up front. They, they are not going anywhere. Small business owners um digital media digital marketing what are some of your predictions for where should people be putting their attention if they have, if they run a small business well i'd love to be able to sit here and you know get my gary v on and try and predict the world how the world's gonna have but i think it's dangerous i think it can inflate ego so let me give you some sort of common sense predictions yeah mm. all right common sense prediction number one is that people are going to have to increase the amount of effort they put into their social media content. And that's going to be a knock-on effect of the iOS changes to privacy settings and mm -hmm. tracking. Um, it's going to be a lot harder to sort of use clickbait stuff. It's going to be a yeah. lot harder to have outsourced content at a low level so quality is going to be very important mm -hmm. yeah um video content this is uh, uh, common sense prediction number two video content that is you i've lost you mate Stand by. We're just regaining connection. If you are listening at this stage whilst we're on a break, make sure you head to Instagram, check out Ty55 and Tommy Gentleman. Annie is back in the room. Hello. Let's go again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I got to, so I'll just start the three predictions. Second one. Second one, cool. So common sense prediction number two is that video content with you and your, you know, your face talking is going to be uh, ever more valuable and important for the algorithms. 
So keep practicing your mm. present your presenting skills. Keep being able to and confident enough to make the videos yourself. But make sure that what you have to say is is valuable and not mm. just you sort of aimlessly talking about what you're up to. Um, so so that's a skill, which is great news. Yeah. Because we all get to, it's, it's a level playing field then, isn't it? Yeah. You want to get the best at something? You want to be, get practicing, get yeah, learning, yeah. graft, get the timing, because mm. then you will be rewarded for that, I think. So, and then the but, third one is convenience. Anything that makes things easier and faster for people is going to work and is going to win. Mm. Audio stuff is going to come up on the rise. You're going to be able to, um, you're going to, there's going to be like search engine optimization for audio searches soon or it's happening already so you're going to be able to say to your device at home or or on your phone or whatever to get me an end result so if you want to, if you want the end result which is the object it's the thing rather than the brand then it's going to go on search engine optimization which is going to be customized to the person mm-hmm. so getting to know that that's a i've just said a very difficult thing but in a very simple yep. really basic way Essentially, if you know your target audience very, very well, then you market to them, you message to them all day long, various different media, so that mm. when that person, because the device knows who that person is, because it's, it's almost mm. like that device belongs to that person, right? It's mm. almost like a freaking extension of that person in a weird way. <laughs> when that person says, hey, um, order me some chewing gum, I'm just looking at it now, something like that, it knows what, it knows what to get. It yeah. knows what to get because it knows what you like. It knows what the individual is into. It's yeah. not going to risk you being pissed off with it. Because yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, yeah. exact opposite of what it wants. It wants to be convenient. So it's not going to give you orbit if it knows that you're into airwaves. So being a, a brand or a business or a, or a personal brand even, the, the more you are the thing for the person, mm. you're, you're the go-to guy or the go-to girl or the go-to brand for them, the easier it will be for you to win that sort of search via audio race. Hmm. Yeah, because if we said the A word and then inspire me, you'd like to think that you and I and our podcast would come up on <laughs> come up on there precisely. Uh, exactly. Love it. Um, let's just touch on briefly uh, around the um, the documentary on Netflix that really painted social media. I can't remember what it was called. Is it social theory? Something like that. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Is it the one that sort of freaked everybody out? Yeah, that one. So I didn't watch it, but on purpose, I didn't watch it because I get, uh, it's, it's counterproductive for me to watch it because, you know, a lot of the stuff I kind of know from a practitioner level, but I get pulled into things a little bit and I can get a bit sort of rabbit hold and I think it'd be a mm. massive distraction for me. So instead, it's a good, mm. good question though. What I tend to do is, is um, think about the bigger goal. Yeah. The longer, the longer term goal is I'll say it here for the first time publicly. Do you want to, do you want an exclusive? Yes. Yeah, go. One day I want to go into politics. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Brave. And I feel like at that point, which is probably 15, 20 years time. Mm-hmm. Well, not yet. I'll, I was mm. not, not, um, that my CV would be pretty good. Mm. Having a digital marketing company and being able to understand the digital landscape is a big mm. part of that because then mm. I know what's possible from a negative point of view. Mm-hmm. I know what I, you know, you, you've got to be able to understand the, the weapon to be able to wield it. Yes. And I think you kind of, it makes sense to me to be doing this because at first I thought, oh, this is very different to everything I've done before, but 
It's not. It's just mm. this is the, the this is the the way we communicate mm. now. And this is one of the ways damage. It's one of the ways we can inspire. So I want to understand it intricately. I want to know it inside out. Yep. So being able to be a positive influence in that yep. domain right now yep. to our clients and customers is important. We yep. don't work with people that are trying to manipulate people or con people. We work with mm. good, genuine business people. And um, and then the longer term goal is then obviously to understand it so that that becomes useful mm. from a point of view of being able to actually change for make a bigger impact at a higher level, perhaps yeah. a more um, uh, a, a more cemented way constructs is already there yeah. um it's why i get involved in things like being the chairman of a charity being a school governor yeah it's all it's all just prepping for that 50 year old version of me <laughs> that's just going to have a, a lot of time because <laughs> my kids would be older i would have sold my business um i won't need to work hopefully because i would have done done that in my 30s and 40s that i can just turn myself to making the biggest impact possible for humankind love that I love that. And, um, you know, I just, what struck me is that, um, is it a weapon? It's a weapon if we choose to use it, but it's also a force, you know, social media for social good. And I love the the principles with which you work, my friend, and grateful to have you in my corner. And how can people connect with you? How can they find out more about you and the great work that you and your team do? Yeah, well, the the Tide 55 account is Tide.55 on Instagram. Okay. So check us on there. For the work stuff, uh, for myself, Tommy Gentleman, all one word on pretty much anything, you'll find me. And it'd be great to connect with you and um, chat to you. I've really enjoyed coming on. Thanks, man. Um, I really like the way you do your thing. And it's exciting. It's, a, it's an honor. I remember the first time I came on, you know, and I think <laughs> I came out because I came out from home. Kids, Lincoln had gone to bed, one kid at that point came into work and thought I've got to do this podcast thing you know didn't really know you I remember afterwards thinking he's a good guy <laughs> but coming into this one's completely different coming mm. coming into this one is like exciting things happen when you and I connect and so I I feel like it's almost like an accountability to myself to come on here oh, I love it yeah. yeah it's great thank you man kind comments and I think that was I think you I think Kelly was um nearly full term i think you you're expecting your daughter and oh, i think yeah. she she was born a couple of weeks later so yeah it was great of you just to come out and and uh, to come and serve the audience obviously things have progressed massively here in the in the two years as well and i and, and I, I think it's nice little time capsule for us both because this is this is a lifelong friendship my friend i love working and collaborating and, and i value your time and friendship and it's gonna be a nice little time capsule yeah, you talk about politics I have no desire to get involved in politics, but in terms of that mayoral type, bringing a community a town together, like that's been on my heart in the last, and I don't know whether it's because I heard Matthew talk about Texas the way that he did. I was like, that's what our politics deserves, isn't it? You know, people talking about their local communities with such love and passion. But anyway, that's enough about him. Leave us a final thought, if you may, good sir. Um, the, the principle of this podcast is to always be better than yesterday. And I tried to explain this to my four-year-old son yesterday. Um, I'll, I'll wait a minute because I'm not sure you can hear me because you've frozen. Yep. Got you. There we go. You there? Yeah, cool. 
<laughs> I'll just start that bit again, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, wait, it's still a bit wonky. Hang on. Because Matt's taking up all the uh, bandwidth. Again. There we go. I think you're back. Matt's using the bandwidth, yeah. Right. The principle of this podcast is to be always better than yesterday. And I attempted to teach this to my son yesterday, actually. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because I did think of you and the blue heart and everything behind yeah. it. And um, I was trying to explain to him that it it's not about trying to beat your sister. Okay. It's not about trying to beat your sister. It's about doing better than you did today. And it was very difficult to explain it to him, but in explaining it to him, it reinforced to me just how important it is what you're doing and the work you're doing and the message that you're spreading. So, uh, so thank you. And I was just share with everybody listening to just remember, although it's the podcast name, it can be very easy to just hear it, but really listen to it. And what does that mean to you? Yeah, love that. And he, you know, he can get really carried away by being better than his sister, but he's still got to go to school and compete against his mates who are the same age. So he's, he's only going to get a disadvantage by thinking he's better than his sister anyway, right? Yes, as long as that's the secondary motive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my friend, thank you for joining us. Um, always an honor and privilege to connect and to collaborate. And uh, I look forward to the next one, my friend. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Peace. See you soon. Thanks, everybody. There we go. Episode 136 with Tommy Gentleman, CEO and founder of Tide 55, author of Back Yourself and the speaker of a TEDx talk called Legacy. Go and check it out if you've not watched it already. Go and check out Tide 55 if you are in the market for some great video content. Um, they do a number of different services, but you will see their video content just by looking at our podcast. I love the guys down at Tide 55. Always grateful for them in my corner here at Always Better Than Yesterday. And I'm always grateful for the time that we get to spend together too. Thank you for pushing play. Thank you for being part of this Always Better Than Yesterday community. If you are not already part of our Facebook group, come and join us. That's where we all hang out. It's where we get to see real faces beyond this audio platform. It's where we get to have a two-way conversation, which I really want to keep this. I hope this has inspired you in some way to connect with your own heart and mind. And I hope that you've heard something here today that if you go and act and implement something you feel inspired to do, that it will exponentially grow and leave you better every single day. I appreciate you, my friends. Always love. Love.